0: You're listening to another episode of Classic Movies Live, the pre-recorded show where we talk about superhero movies. And today, we're talking about yet another superhero movie. This is Shazam! Fury of the Gods. Now on this show, we've talked about Shazam, we've talked about Black Adam, and now it's time to talk about Shazam! Fury of the Gods. So now we will have talked about all the Shazam! and Shazam! adjacent movies. And, curiously enough... This is also one of the last of the current iteration of the DC universe, so uh, we we do actually go a little bit into what to expect from DC going forward as well. Uh, we do sort of say right before we're about to give away a big spoiler, but this movie... This discussion's kind of all over the place, so I'm just gonna say this is a full spoilers episode, which may or may not really be quite true, but uh, the point being, if you are interested in watching this movie before... If you're you're interested in watching this movie without being spoiled, um, that's gonna be hard to guarantee in this episode. So keep that in mind. Uh, I... Don't know the name of the next song that you are going to hear, but you are going to hear it, and it's going to be from Shazam Fury of the Gods. Here is a song from that film. episode of classic movies live the pre-recorded show where we talk about dc movies sometimes this is going to be like the third lightning themed dc movie we talk about because we talked about shazam here very very early on and then we talked about black adam which is like shazam but not your granddaddy's shazam and now uh now we're going to talk about fury of the gods pierre are you furious
1: after watching the movie or just in general (laughs) I mean I don't think I'm so.
0: curious about both.
1: Uh I I was not able to elicit much emotion in general <laughs> during oh, the watching damn. of this movie. Yeah. Yeah, I was I was not furious.
0: I was going to I was going to ask you a key question, but I'll return to it. I was going to have you compare it with another lightning themed superhero. But we'll get back to oh. that. That's a little spoiler, a little tease for the end. Oh,
1: sorry. <laughs> I didn't know where you're going with that yeah it's uh this is the second movie i guess it's almost like the third shazam because we had black adam just a few months ago it's weird how they they both just came out but either of them are related in any way other than both being in the dc universe i guess or sorry dc cinematic universe
0: it's so strange because like black adam is fully a Shazam villain. He's the only iconic villain that Shazam has. Like Shazam has a rogues gallery, but Black Adam's the only one that really sticks out. And for whatever reason, I'm like very early on, Dwayne Johnson was approached. I probably said this story like five times now. Very early on, Dwayne Johnson was approached to be in Shazam as Shazam. And like, didn't want to do that. He wanted to be Black Adam. And since then... He's done everything in his power to keep Black Adam the hell away from Shazam, which, I mean, my impression of the movie, of, of the movie Black Adam, was, boy, Shazam really is what makes this character interesting, isn't he?
1: Yeah, I um, I don't know. I'm, I'm a little disappointed because I didn't know The Rock was approached to play Shazam himself. I think that would have been really fun, actually. Mm-hmm. And I think it's the only way uh, we could have had The Rock be in a Shazam movie, if that makes sense. Because yeah. I feel like it was never really in the cards for him to be a villain in a movie because that would imply he would be beaten. And as he signs in his contracts, he is not allowed to lose a fight. And that is not... Um,
0: That's ruthless. Like,
1: Yeah, I mean, at least I, I, I think it is. Or at least not a straight-up fight, from what I can tell. Because I think he lost a fight, the Fast 7, but that might have been before he started signing this into his contracts i'm not sure
0: well in fast five i think he was a villain in fast seven he lost a fight but i think in both of them they like i don't think in either one he was like completely beaten like even in fast seven he he lost the fight but he still came out like pretty okay
1: yeah i guess it wasn't he it didn't seem like he lost a fight it was more like they fought to a standstill and then Jason Statham blew up the place from what I remember. And that's what took him out. Yeah, It wasn't yeah, he a straight up fight. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, um, you know, I, I think it's unfortunate that cause I, I think he either would have been a great Shazam. I think he could have been a cool black Adam villain in a Shazam movie too. Um, as we mm-hmm. have seen from the black Adam movie, uh, he is not, I don't think he can carry a movie in that role specifically, unfortunately. And I think the only real positive point there could have been is that the dourness of his character would have reflected really well with Shazam himself being the exact opposite of that, which I think is the point.
0: And, like, I think he would have really good on-screen chemistry with Zachary Levi. I think Zachary Levi is a very good Shazam and would make a very good, like... I would really like to see him alongside Dwayne Johnson's very dour, but also like very silly black Adam.
1: Yeah. I think, that I think he fun. could
0: work in this, in a movie with this tone. Maybe.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and the first Shazam was, was kind of good too. I think, I think part of the reason it kind of got overlooked was it was a smaller budgeted movie. It came out in between some very big Marvel movies at the time. I think it was stuck between end game and captain Marvel so it yeah. probably came through as kind of an, an afterthought within the grand scheme of things of 2019.
0: I don't remember exactly if like our episodes on Captain Marvel and Shazam were five and six. I think they were five and six, but either way, mm-hmm. both of those episodes are single digits. So they came out very close together.
1: They did. Yeah. And, uh, I think, I think Shazam as well, like a part of the issue was that, Like the the amateur fun superhero thing had kind of been done before with Spider Man, and I want to say Ant Man. So it didn't. They did some cool stuff with it. Like, don't get me wrong. I thought the whole testing his superpowers out and him buying alcohol as an adult was like they were. Those were cute moments, if that makes sense. And it was a well made Mm -hmm. movie, but it just mostly felt like we'd been along this path before with other Marvel movies.
0: I mean, for me, it was really refreshing because it was it was that but not in the context of the MCU. Like Shazam reminded me a lot of what I had really liked about Spider-Man, which was partially that it was very self-contained at the time. But like it was it was a really well done origin story that didn't feel like it had to build up to anything specific. And it had a very, it had a really cool tone to it. I think it was like, it was a superhero origin story that was like very 2000s, but coming out in Mm -hmm. almost 2020. So like the, the people making it were very aware that everything they were doing in this movie was something that had been done before. So they were like having a lot of fun with it. And I thought that like the tone didn't quite go all the way to parody, but like sort of got halfway there halfway between parody and taking itself seriously, which, you know, it -hmm. it, it struck a really nice balance there.
1: Yeah, well, I remember we compared it to the first Spider-Man movie by Sam Raimi. I think there was a lot of similarities in terms of, like, they were both... Who's the director? David... David David something. David Sandberg directed this, and he used to be a horror movie director as well. Um, And I, I felt like there was some inspiration with what he was doing uh, directly from the Spider-Man, the first two Spider-Man movies, which are <laughs> very early 2000s. So it made a lot of sense. And uh, yeah, I, th- I thought he I thought he did a solid job at it. And I liked that the story had a lot of heart and thought the foster family angle was very unique too, I guess.
0: Mm-hmm. I, mi- I might have said it at the time, but like it was, um... oh, I don't even remember what I was going to say. I was going to say something along the lines of I thought I I liked the angle of him like coming into the foster family and not really feeling at home, but like wanting to find his real mother and it just kind of not working out. Like it was a very well told the dramatic story of that movie was very well told. And I think it's it's one of the few superhero movies I can think of that really benefits from having a villain who is the most generic villain ever. Because, like, that's that's kind of the point. They, like, even make fun of it at, at a couple of points, where it's like, oh, shit, you're just a dude who says a bunch of big speeches and is a villain, I guess. Cool. Yeah,
1: I, I, and I think it gave room for that main story to to really take root. And I think that that was, like, a good story in and it of itself, even if you take mm-hmm. out the superhero part, which I like. I think that's important in a movie. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And uh, I would say, unfortunately shazam 2 like ditches everything i liked about the first movie and takes a a very generic angle on the superhero movie again
0: i didn't fully hate this movie i will say (laughs) that's fair like the tone carries over for a lot of the early stuff in this movie And it's weird. I feel like this movie kind of wants to be, it wants to one-up the last Shazam, but like by becoming a bigger superhero movie where the best parts of the first Shazam weren't that it was a superhero movie. That's an important element, but that's not what made it good, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah, well, I'd actually say a big part of the first movie dragged because of the superhero stuff. Like I thought... I thought it was really good until, from what I remember, the third act was, like, really, really long. And uh, they they added a whole bunch of stuff, and then they get the the Shazam family together, where now a bunch of kids can Shazam it up. And I thought all that was pretty bad, from what I remember. I thought that was, like, really... It was, like, too much, you know? Like, they had a cute mm-hmm. little story there. They really just had to have them fight Dr. Sivan or something... Dr. Something uh, for like 10 minutes. Savannah, like for like 10 minutes. And they really could have called it a movie. Um, But then they added that all that other stuff. And it just got really boring. And they kind of lost the the focal point of the story. Because I I guess like, but right before that, we see him. I want to say before that, we see him reunite with his mother. And then he finds out that she doesn't love him. That was probably the end of the second act. Mm -hmm. And then I feel like by the third act, he kind of already had that family stuff. um, And that was resolved. So then the movie just kind of went into pure action mode for 20 minutes and nothing really mattered. From what I remember, I don't think there was anything else to resolve for his character. Um, In a way, it makes me think of, what's a movie that did that recently? Oh, geez, I just had a, mind. Go ahead
0: there was nothing really left to resolve, but like the third, the third act monster fight ended with him, like visibly showing what he'd learned. So like, it wasn't a complete Mm. loss. And I would say, especially compared to this movie, we'll talk about it. A 20 minute third act where they, you know, do a bunch of fighting monsters in a carnival was mercifully short.
1: Yeah, that's true. It could have been way longer. (laughs) Yeah. I was happy it like ended after a bit, but Yeah. So yeah, do you you want to tell us what Shazam 2 is about? Fury of the Gods? I'm guessing there's some gods in there.
0: Yeah, Shazam Fury of the Gods starts not immediately after the last Shazam. I think it's actually probably even a couple of years later. And uh, at this point, Billy Batson is about to age out of the foster system. And he and all of his foster brothers and sisters are superheroes and they go out and fight crime a lot, but they're really bad at it, so, like, they keep getting a lot of negative news coverage, and they enjoy it, it keeps them together, and they don't, like, ultimately, they do save a lot of people, but, like, it's, it's kind of, it could almost be the Spider-Man dilemma, where, like, from a certain viewpoint, he's saving everybody, but from a different viewpoint, he's, like, a menace, and, like, it could almost be that, except they don't really explore that in this movie. They just show the viewpoint where they're a menace. And like, you know, from when when they're saving people, they're just doing it but successfully, but they're not very good at it. Anyway, so there's that. And the staff that they threw away at the end of the first movie, which I remember because they show it to us in a flashback, pops up at a museum and some evil gods... Daughters of Atlas, get the staff and put it back together and decide to go and try and take away Shazam's powers because those are powers that were stolen from gods and they want them back. And they're very generic villains once again, which again was a strength of the first movie. So at this point, you know, early on in the movie when they're saying this, I'm still like all into it. I'm just expecting this to be like a big funny joke. That's what I gotta say about the basic plot of the of the movie. They have to fight they have to fight some evil sisters who are gods. And that's kind yeah. of it.
1: Yeah, I, this is one of the I was really so I was kind of interested to see what they would do in Shazam 2, but when I saw the trailer I I just I lost they did a really bad job marketing this movie, but also what they advertised of the movie is what I got. So it's not like They were, it was, so I shouldn't say poor advertising. It was just, it was just a poor plot point. And I guess that's the whole, it is the whole plot.
0: There's a line in the trailer where um, you see Zachary Levi, it like zooms in on his face and he goes, I just threw a car at a dragon. My life is awesome. And like, I hated that line in the trailer. They took it out for the movie, but the movie still has a bunch of lines like that.
1: Yeah, I... I was actually surprised they took that out because it, it felt like very in tone with what the rest of the movie was. <laughs> like there was some yeah. way cornier stuff that I was like, is that really the one they picked? Because yeah, that that was a very, I don't know, early 2000s <laughs> type of line for a superhero movie.
0: That was like a very scary movie type of line, like that yeah, far yeah. into parody.
1: Yeah, it's it was, uh, I was, so I guess maybe it's a good thing they cut it out, but. Um yeah I don't know it's it's just a very generic story like that that like what you said like there's no subplots or anything really from what I could tell it was them versus gods that we don't care about there was no like foster family subplot there wasn't really any they like even the kids the kids were not in this movie at all like they I want to say, like, I feel so bad for the actor, for the kid, Billy Batson. I think he literally had, like, a minute total of actual screen time.
0: It wasn't quite that short, but it wasn't much.
1: Well, there's only, I I might have missed a couple minutes at the start, but I only remember there's that scene where he talks to Freddie in the cafeteria and then outside. And then there's that scene where he talks to his foster mom for, like, two seconds.
0: Oh, yeah, you're right. It's not very much. I, actually. I
1: honestly can't think of I guess there's a bit at the end where it's it's kind of a spoiler, but he's not in his form at the end. And that's, that's all I can really think of. Honestly, I can't think of anything else.
0: I mean, what you say about all the kids being in this not being in this movie or like, well, I mean, well, Freddie was in this movie extrapolating that a little bit, a lot of the side characters don't really have a lot to do in this movie. Like, they're in a lot of scenes, don't get me wrong, because they're a full super team. But, like, it's a little bit of a shame because all of them have little subplots that are hinted at but not really explored. Billy Batson's older sister is, like, trying to get into college and she has, like, little hints of her trying to have a life outside of her foster family which is like an interesting angle to explore, especially since the first one was literally about trying to find a life with this foster family. It'd be cool to like see a character who's not really feeling smothered by the idea of a foster family, but is like kind of needing to go and do her own thing at the same time. It would have been kind of a neat thing to explore. There's the one kid who is struggling with trying to come out to his parents, but like, that's just not really explored at all. Uh, there's one kid who has a lot of character traits, but he doesn't have a plot. There's like tiny hints of cool things here. And like, they're just kind of not really done. And, and like, yeah. even Billy kind of doesn't really have that much of a plot. Like a little bit. Technically he's the star of the movie, but this is really Freddy's movie. And like, mm-hmm. that's cool. Cause Freddy is the one who actually gets a good plot. But it could have been Freddie's movie and also Billy's movie a little bit more.
1: Yeah. Well, Billy had a couple set up plot points where there was one where he's aging out of the foster care system and two where he doesn't really want to, but he doesn't want to feel abandoned by his family. So he's trying to keep everyone together and he doesn't want to do to them what his mom did to him, essentially. And they mention it for like two sentences in like the first act. And then it disappears and then it pops up again in the last act, but there's no real conflict there. It's like, it's like, oh, okay, <laughs> like it just kind of yeah. resolves for no reason. And he gets over it. And maybe there was a lot of script cut out there, but we got very, very little of that. Mm-hmm. The, the, yeah, there, there wasn't enough. The only, yeah, Fr- Freddie, I would say, is the only one with kind of an arc, but I wouldn't even really say it's a character arc. It's just he, he falls in love with someone but i wouldn't even really say they had any reason to fall in love together like felt like a very odd romance if that makes sense i guess they had some chemistry but
0: they had no time together really freddie has a full like buddy cop arc with the wizard which is like the best part of the movie him hanging out with the wizard
1: (laughs) i actually really like that part i think I think I think I wish they delved into that more because the whole idea of this guy working with kids, like being an ancient wizard working with kids, was like it was kind of corny at times. But there's a couple moments where really 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 made me laugh, Um, Mm -hmm. and I I, I like that kind of stuff. There there was also there's actually there's a lot of cool moments, like even with Helen Mirren, and they like every time they write a letter to Helen Mirren it's actually writing everything they say and she doesn't understand what they're saying so she just reads the whole thing that only happens once i guess but i thought it was really funny
0: it happens you know? twice
1: oh it happens twice okay <laughs> yeah there you go there was there was little there like there was some really funny moments um, yeah. where it felt like there was some kind of script there but you know
0: i mean that was my biggest impression coming out of this movie is i didn't like it but there were a lot of funny jokes there's a scene where they're like we have a violin that's always on fire. What's that about? And they show this violin that's just on fire and then flash back to the meeting that the kids are having. And it's just like, it's just not brought up again until later when someone goes, what's that? And they flash over to a violin that's on fire and someone uses and the kids <laughs> are using it as a distraction. That, that got a really big yeah. laugh in the theater. And I was one of those people laughing.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah, those moments are cool. I, I wish they, I like this idea of children having to deal with these very ancient threats that don't understand, like, it's like they both don't understand each other, you know? And I I thought that was a really interesting point. And then I think when they just made everyone into an adult the whole time, it really takes away what made this franchise special, which is that in the end, these are just a bunch of children playing superhero.
0: Yeah. It makes it feel not unearned necessarily, Well, the the very ending of this movie feels very unearned, but like it makes it feel not necessarily unearned near the end, but like just kind of boring when Billy Batson's character arc resolves with him essentially growing up and making a very grown-up selfless decision. It's like, sure, but now he's been like, he's just like being an adult for the last half hour of the movie and like it doesn't mean anything
1: yeah I, I think everything Billy Billy Batson was just kind of gone. i i did, I noticed that he played it he played a little less depressed so that when he turned into Shazam, it didn't feel like it's such a such a jump, I think.
0: Mm-hmm. but
1: I still there's still a huge there's a huge disconnect with all the superheroes and their kid counterparts. and I think that really uh, ruins the movie because it's, a, it's almost like you're trying to relate to twelve different main characters. And mm-hmm. in the and then three villains as well, which is like a whole other thing. And there's just not enough time with anyone to really get to know them, especially mm-hmm. the the villain. I thought I hated the villains in this; they were really bad too. Helen Mirren, Lucy Liu, and that girl from the West Side Story, I think. Right?
0: Yeah, Rachel Zegler. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I I'll, I feel like I'll come back to it later because I think it's worth talking about. But like Shazam, 2 would have been a really good place to introduce the character of Black Adam. Because, like, Black Adam is a character who got his Shazam powers when he was an adult. And so he's an adult with god powers that turned bad. And Shazam is a character who got his god powers when he was a kid. And so that's, like, an interesting dynamic. And it's especially, like, you know... And now that we have the origin story out of the way, you can have like these two characters, you know, fighting over character moments, which would be really cool. But uh, The Rock does not want to have anything to do with Shazam. So it wouldn't wouldn't work, but it would have been cool.
1: I mean, at this point, it's hard to blame him anyways. Is it? He had
0: the worst movie of the two.
1: Actually, that's true. Yeah. I'd rather watch Shazam 2 again than than Black Adam. (laughs) I, I remember I was, my, my mom was watching it. I was trying to watch it, but I, the more I watched, the more I was like, I think I fell asleep. It was like, I was like, oh, wait, I didn't like a lot of this movie. <laughs> I don't even remember. Um, but yeah, it's uh, like Helen Helen Mirren. I think she had like, she, she looked like she was having a little fun, but she didn't really get any lines or anything to do in general.
0: She was the big bad of this movie. Well, kind of. For most of this movie, she's the big bad of the movie. But, like, a little bit past the halfway point, she just kind of has a realization of, like, wait a minute, I don't want this. I don't want to be bad anymore. And, like, not I want to be good, but, like, her goals end up not aligning with the rest of the villains. But it feels almost random when it happens. I mean, mm-hmm. I can look back on it and I can rationalize it. Basically, Helen Mirren wants to fight these people, be, like fight Shazam and his uh, siblings because she feels that they have stolen her powers and she wants to get them back. But uh, her sister wants to, also feels the same way, but would like to uh, destroy the Earth as a, instead. So, like, you know, their goals kind of don't align, except that, like, it just, that part just kind of comes out of nowhere as, like, a third act random betrayal, and then Helen Mirren suddenly being a good guy. And it's, uh, it just feels super jarring for some reason. It kind of kills Helen Mirren's character, because all of of a sudden three quarters of the way through the movie. I don't know who she is anymore. I don't, it's a different character than the person we've been building up for this time.
1: Well, I didn't even know what she was trying to do the whole, like from what I could tell, she just wanted to take their powers. Yes. And I didn't really see what was wrong with that. Honestly, I was like, okay, like
0: also there was a golden apple that they had and she wanted to plant that apple in her world. I guess all of yeah, this is spoilers. Like, I'm just going to say at the beginning that this is a spoiler episode. I completely I, forgot. I,
1: okay. I mean, I don't even know if this is spoiling. <laughs> like, what I was watching, I honestly didn't really pick up on much of it. I was like, when she picks up the apple, I was like, oh, I guess she wanted the apple the whole time. I, I don't. Like, I didn't realize that because it seemed like she just wanted to take the kids' powers away, which, again, it didn't really seem that bad. I, I didn't really care. <laughs> I don't... I didn't even want the kids to have the powers except for Billy because I thought they were all really lame.
0: Philadelphia would have thanked her.
1: They would have thanked her, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's another you're talking really That's another plot point completely dropped too. Yeah. So I don't know. And then Lucy Liu. My God. I don't know why they made her the 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 sister to betray. Like they made her become the main villain. She can't act. I don't. I've never really seen her in a role. I loved her in this was especially bad though. Like the script did her no favors but she was not doing anything for this group.
0: I said the first movie really benefited from having a generic villain. And I think that this movie potentially also could have if it was massively rewritten. Like that's the first thing. So it clearly did not. But like for this movie, the villains are once again, extremely generic, but like they don't play that for laughs anymore, at least not nearly as much as in the first one. Like Dr. Savannah being a generic supervillain is, like, makes him the butt of the joke all the time because he's a huge dork. But, like, in this movie, in this movie, they're all super generic, but also, like, no one's laughing at them. I mean, Helen Mirren makes a couple of, like, really good attempts because she gets the whole uh, reading out the letters bit, especially. But, like, Lucy Liu is not funny in this. I mean, I guess no. she's not supposed to be, but, like, like she herself is not supposed to be funny in this but there are no jokes where she's like involved
1: yeah and she's not threatening either which is also the problem too she just seemed like she was there i don't know i don't i don't even like if you ask me to describe her character i just be like oh she was kind of a dick i guess like she she made that one guy kill herself um but other than that (laughs) like i don't even know what like especially like towards the end like i don't understand what her pur- like her purpose was to destroy the world why where like where did that come from and like she wasn't like actively destroying the world too she just planted the seed and then she was flying around on her dragon for no reason and it was just like like okay and and then she it just seemed like she was wandering around waiting for the plot to end like it's like she knew Whoa. the movie had nothing for her to do so she was waiting for billy to do something about it
0: yeah, she planted the seed and became a video game boss for a bit.
1: Yeah. Just like, come come
0: and fight me when you're ready, when you've leveled up all your stuff.
1: Yeah. <laughs> there was literally like when there's that scene where Billy's saying bye to his family and the dragon is literally, it takes like five minutes like, because she's trying to break out or something of that sphere thing, which is also yeah. a weird plot point. And then she doesn't break out. She just kind of stands around that sphere, waiting for Billy to come back and fight her. Like, there's no urgency in, in that in that climax. Mm-hmm. They're like, she's gonna destroy the world, and then she doesn't really do anything. like that. Dragon, like, are you telling me like like you could blow up that dragon? It's made out of wood, you know. Like, I think like a couple jets
0: could take that dragon out, and everyone would be okay. It's made out of wood, and it has fire breath. It's probably gonna take itself out by accident. Yeah,
1: <laughs> like. I guess, like It was a cool design, but I never felt like the dragon was actually intimidating
0: in any way. No, and, like, I mean, I think I've expressed before on this show how much I hate third-act monster fights. And, like, mm-hmm. yesterday I was talking to my buddy who, well, it wasn't yesterday, now it was two days ago. But I was talking to my buddy afterwards about how I hate third-act dragon fights. And he's like, like, what do, what do you mean by dragon fights? And I'm like, well, I mean, generally as a concept, but... Shang Chi had one too, actually, that I didn't like, and it involved a dragon.
1: Yeah. Oh, well that okay. Actually, that was the movie I was going to compare this to, Shang Chi, where the father-son climax kind of finishes, and that's like the whole point of the story. And then you add like an extra twenty minutes of dragons fighting, and that's what this—that's what the first Shazam movie kind of felt like, except compare that, that dragon fight to like this, that is the whole movie here where (laughs) there is no actual meat to the story. It's just kind of people punching each other for no reason.
0: Yeah. I'm glad I'm not alone in disliking this movie. I have seen a lot of very good reviews and uh, Mm. I wish I could see this movie through those eyes.
1: That's fair. Yeah. (laughs) I, I think this is a movie that would have been serviceable like 10 years ago, maybe. It's not abhorrently bad. Like, this isn't, like, Ant-Man, like... I would say, well, I'd rather watch Ant-Man again because at least in Ant-Man, there was, like, some sort of... Like, there was a lot of weird stuff going on that was kind of interesting, even though I'd say as a movie itself, like, if you were to look at it from a very straightforward standpoint, Ant-Man is written terribly, and it looks terrible. But at least that made it a little interesting. This is, like, it was very... It was solidly made... I didn't have any technical problems with it. The script wasn't terrible. I just, there was nothing for me to really latch onto. Like, it wasn't funny. It wasn't interesting. It wasn't intense at all. It just, it just kind of happened. And I'd rather watch a movie that made me feel something than this, where I really, I really felt nothing watching it.
0: There's a lot of individual scenes from this movie I would really enjoy rewatching Because they were, like, it has some, it has some very funny, like, one-off jokes that, that, you know, take 10 seconds to get through but like i i wouldn't watch a 2 hour movie for again for for 10 seconds of jokes
1: yeah is that, is that for levi too i think it was just too much i think the, that Shazam character is fun when you contain him more if he's just around the whole time it just gets really boring like there's no there's no spot the character himself is very spontaneous and like active and hyper but if you have that for the whole movie it just gets boring. Like yeah. you need that that contrast of like oh he's here and then he goes away, you know. Instead of he's just there.
0: Yeah, yeah, like in the first one it like what works in the first one is that you have him you have him and Billy with equal screen time. What would what I think would work about Shazam in a team-up movie like this kind of wanted to be is that he's a literal child on a team of superheroes. But the problem with this movie is that all of the superheroes were literal children. So like you don't have no one is special in that dynamic. That's why in in the comics, especially Shazam works really well in like the Justice League because Mm -hmm. Batman and Superman are weathered by decades of experience. And Shazam is like an eight year old kid that's hanging out with celebrities. So it's like a very different dynamic to the other people in the team.
1: Yeah. I, especially with the whole, like that, that's a good point. And then also all of them have the same powers in this one. I thought in the first one, they all had like different, like one at super speed, one could fly, one at super strength. Um, it's just, they all have the same powers, So I didn't really understand the point of them. There's no, there's no interest in them being a team because they have, they're all the same person essentially. Right. So, yeah, I did not like that aspect of it. I really, I, I think Shazam, I, I would like to see him more in the future. But, at this point, I think they need to kill off this iteration of the character, <laughs> like do they have to do with the rest of the d c universe <laughs> and then make him I think he should he should be like eight or something so that you give him some time to grow and uh, you could uh, you could get a trilogy out of him with him growing throughout the years. But now that he's basically he's said he's an adult now. there's no there's no fun with an adult turning into an adult at this point. yeah,
0: well, I mean, that was that's why he would be cool to like it would be cool to have a movie where you have almost adult shazam versus actual thousand year old adult black adam like that is a dynamic that would that would introduce some like really interesting that interesting like conversations into that movie but like we'll, we'll never get that i just think that black adam would be a really cool shazam villain
1: But we're never going to get that. So (laughs) at least not for the next 10 years. We were talking about this earlier, but the the DC universe is in a really odd spot where Shazam is kind of a leftover and they got two more sort of leftovers. No, three more, I guess there's Blue Beetle, which I've never heard about. There's Aquaman two, which I am not interested in seeing either. And
0: Aquaman one was so good.
1: Wait, did you like it a lot? I can't remember. I
0: loved Aquaman 1. Oh, wow.
1: Okay. Um, and then there's The Flash, which seems to be the the turning point for the new DC universe. Um, but I, I honestly can't really say I'm ex- interested in the new DC universe. I was looking at the slate that uh, James Gunn put down, and they're going to do another Superman, and then they're going to do some like weird stuff. There's a Superwoman movie. And I, I just... I don't know. I, I feel like there's too much going on superhero-wise right now. Like I don't really care about the third reboot of the DC Universe in the past 10 years. And Fair. I guess maybe maybe if it's really good, I'll like it, but I'm not excited. I, like, I'm not actively anticipating this new slate. Um, and I would not be surprised if the first Superman movie does poorly and then they fire James Gunn and completely revamp everything <laughs> again.
0: I mean, I feel like that would be a really bad idea. Not because I, I mean, I do trust James Gunn. I think he'll make a good universe, but I'm not saying it would be a bad idea to fire him after the first Superman movie if it does badly, because I'm like, he is gonna 100% make something good. I think that if DC tries to reboot their universe again within, like, such a short amount of time, like, already people don't take them seriously, I'm pretty sure. Mm -hmm. And, like, it's not going to get better if you try it again.
1: Yeah, I, I think there's a we're in a pretty weird space now where it kind of seems like the superhero craze is, is mostly... It's like not cool to like superhero movies anymore. The phase seems kind of over from what I can tell. I think we'll see the next couple movies that come out this year, like Guardians 3, uh, The Flash, and The Marvels, which is like... Marvel's last movie for this year I think those are going to be really pivotal movies to find out if the superhero franchises have any any lasting power and I don't think we'll see superhero movies disappear but I think it'll it might just go back to the main players being a a huge presence like like we're never going to run out of Batman movies like that's that's a timeless character and same thing with Spider-Man I don't know about Superman anymore but and I think this is a further sign of that happening with with the Ant-Man and then Shazam. This movie's going to bomb really hard. Like, much harder than Ant-Man. The only difference is that no one was expecting this to do good. <laughs> so
0: Yeah, I mean, like, I heard some people say its main competition is Scream 6, and Scream 6 has been going ham on advertising, so like, that's an awful main competition to have, because Scream 6 is going to do really well anyway. And like, shazam which has not been advertised barely at all it stands no chance against scream 6 in the same weekend
1: yeah well i think that's just a sign <laughs> the, the superhero franchise is losing to uh, a horror movie which is odd because scream 6 this is like been 23 no more than 20 years since the first game i want to say it's almost like 26 years i don't know when well, the first one came right. out specifically but um like that's crazy That and it's this is the the biggest weekend it's had, so yeah i don't I don't know if I can say the same thing about superhero movies right now.
0: Scream One came out in nineteen ninety six so yeah, you're right
1: yeah that's crazy twenty seven it
0: came out while drew Barrymore was still acting <laughs> wow
1: that that is a long time ago. <laughs>
0: Oh, one last thing. So I already said spoilers a lot of times at this. Like I, I mark spoiler spoilers. places, but like this is a lot. We're going to talk about literally the final scenes of this movie. Okay. So there's a lot of stuff that happens at the end of the movie. Me and my buddy were laughing our asses off so hard in the theater. Oh yeah. There's like, like a
1: few different things. Yeah.
0: So like they go to, okay, big spoilers. They go to Barry Billy Batson and they like have a funeral for him. And they're like, well, it's a shame that there are no gods left. And then Wonder Woman comes out of nowhere and is like, there is one. And the Wonder Woman theme plays while she walks triumphantly into the scene. And like, it was uh, that up until like, I was already starting to fall off by that point. But that just soured me so hard on the movie. I was like, oh my Uh, God, they actually left that in.
1: I thought it was kind of, it was the only part I was sort of surprised by in the movie, honestly. I was like, oh, wow, they actually got a superhero cameo in this, which is ironic considering this. or It's sad to say because this is a superhero movie, but I'm excited to see another superhero movie. in And that's like the highlight of the movie, even though I don't even like Wonder Woman anymore. Cause, well, this is her first appearance since her lovely 1984 movie back in 2020 so yeah I can't think of any other ones so
0: well Zack Snyder's Justice League so and and that included some new footage so probably that okay
1: there you go yeah she didn't seem like she wanted to be there um I don't think anyone wanted her to be there (laughs) like the movie it's like oh yeah like I guess let's have Wonder Woman here because that'd be kind of funny
0: And then after that, they're all like together having a big foster family lunch and then the doorbell rings and they go, one person goes over, I think it's Freddie goes over to answer the doorbell, or answer the door, opens it up and you see just the silhouette of someone in a hat and like my friend turns to me and, and he's like and I'm like, oh my god, who's that? And he goes, oh, it's the wizard, but he's in a suit and he's got a funny hat. Camera turns around and it's literally the wizard in a sharp suit with a funny hat with a haircut. <laughs> we just was a lot of seats.
1: Was it, hidden, like, did you think it was supposed to be Dr. Savon or something?
0: No, I didn't. I, I was fully oh, on okay. board when he said it was going to be the wizard. But, like, oh, just the fact yeah, that it was it really exactly worked. that. I was like, oh, my God, they <laughs> did it again. They did the, they, they did one of these.
1: Yeah, I actually like that scene. I, I thought when he was like, I'm going to catch an Uber. It was, like, su- such cheap humor, but at that point, I was like, I'll take anything I can get at this rate.
0: Yeah, that didn't additionally sour me on the movie. At that point, I was like, "Like that, that part I thought was kind of funny. Yeah. But anyway, um, after that, I left. I did not want to stick around after that oh, movie. Oh, okay. That's uh, fair. You did, yeah, though. It was
1: a struggle. I did. Do you want Do you want me to tell you what the post credit scenes were?
0: Or? I do want you to tell me what the post credit okay. scenes were.
1: So the first one was, have you seen Peacemaker? I have. So the first I one really was, it. he's like Billy Batson or Shazam is like shooting bottles at a abandoned gas station for some reason. And then two people from Peacemaker. I think the one is named hardcore. She was in black Adam too. She's walking with the big guy. I think it was the tech guy from Peacemaker and the suicide squad. Yeah, they're walking and he's like complaining about, walking there because his feet hurt or something and then they meet shazam and they're like oh do you want to join the justice and then he's like yeah and then they're like the justice society and he's like oh that's just confusing why would you name it the justice society and not and then he starts looking up he starts looking at a thesaurus for different names they could have used yeah like okay this this joke was really bad but he's like oh what about the Avengers society oh wait that sounds wrong for some reason And that just felt like a very, like, like, please Marvel notice us moment. I don't know. I did not like that. What else was there? So, yeah, that was it. So it sounds like, like, that's what I don't really understand what the point of scene was. Because those are James Gunn characters. And I know Amanda Waller is going to be in the new DC universe. But so is Shazam potentially going to be part of the Justice Society and then the new DC universe? In the future, I don't really know what's going on there. So, yeah, that happened. And then the second post-credit scene was we see Dr. Sivan back in jail again. <laughs> and oh, then my the God. Caterpillar... Is,
0: it to the first... is it a sequel to the first post-credit no, it really scene? Is.
1: I, I would have actually been really funny if, like, I didn't have to wait. Or if I'd – never mind. Um, but, yeah, so the caterpillar comes in, and he's like – and then Dr. Sivan's like, it's been two years. Where have you been? And he's like, I've been planning, and my plan is almost coming together. And then Dr. Savant's like, oh, my God, I've been waiting so long. Where have you been? And he's like, oh, I'm a caterpillar. It takes me really long to, like, do things. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, and then he's like, but it's finally coming together. But I have one more thing to do. And then he leaves. And then Dr. Savant's like, no. And then the movie ends. So that was actually kind of <laughs> a cute post-credit scene. But it just kind of made me Really wish funny. I got the caterpillar, Dr. Doc- I don't I think his name is Mr. Mind. I wish I got Mr. Yes. Mind in this movie. Um he seems infinitely more funny slash interesting compared to any of the villains we got in this movie. And I actually I thought that surprisingly, Dr. Savon had great chemistry with the caterpillars. So I don't know what they were thinking. They really should have just brought in Mr. Mind for this movie. Cause that post credit scene itself was much better than anything we got.
0: Damn. I guess overall, what would you say about Shazam Fury of the Gods if you had to put a number on that baby?
1: Uh, oh, God. I'd say like a two because I laughed a couple times.
0: For the same reason, I would say a three. There were some laughs that were <laughs> – there were some really good laughs, but like yeah. the, the laugh to cringe ratio was uh, pretty off.
1: I, I think you could literally just have that Skittle scene and it would overrule any sort of non-cringe stuff that was in this movie. The the Skittle scene was just too much. I'm sorry.
0: That yeah, no, I was I thought you were trying to say for a minute that you liked that scene, and I was like, I don't no, think we no. agree on that. That scene was a lot. There's a scene where yeah, uh I, I guess if if people aren't aware or if you like aren't watching this movie but you're listening to this podcast, like there's a scene where one of the Shazam family spe- feeds a unicorn skittles and gets an army of unicorns because she's got skittles. So that's cool.
1: And then they don't do anything with that. <laughs> what do the, the unicorns just run around? And I think they kill a troll, and then they just kind of hang out.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, they kill a couple of mythical creatures. Oh my god! Chimon Hansu that... gets some really good lines, like. At one point, the, the little girl says, "I love unicorns," and he goes, "But the unicorn does not love you," which is just such a good one-liner.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'd see
0: that that was the.
1: Oh, he was so good. I, I wish I want him. I want to see him and like the kids themselves just go on a a mythical quest, and just have him commenting on like how stupid the kids are the whole time or something. I thought that was really funny.
0: I wouldn't have hated if this was, like, just a Freddy and G-Mon Honsu yeah. movie.
1: I would have much rather watched that.
0: Anyways, anyway. Jeff,
1: what's the last word?
0: Shazam! Shazam!